Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Good Intention Show, coming to you live on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions one intention at a time. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intentions. Yes, this is the Good Intention Show, where you will meet people who live life intentionally and hear about things they're not telling you in the mainstream media. And now, here's the truth seeker, the snake charmer, a legend in his own mind, broadcasting live all over the universe, your host, Mr. Tim Ray. Uh, I have to meditate again. <laughs> Sometimes we can think that Meditation is boring. Sometimes they think, ah, he's a meditator, he's too serious. But meditation means to simply take on the responsibility to live your bliss now. If I can't live my bliss now, maybe I need to check if I'm holding on to the past. You see, it is so important for us now to not let our past make us into prisoners. To meditate is to open that jail and let that past out so you can be free. Remember again, again, and again, it's not just a sitting down thing in meditation. It is a consciousness that you walk with. It's a consciousness that you talk with. It's a consciousness that you eat with. Try to get up maybe 30 minutes or 15 minutes before your regular routine and sit and listen to what you're thinking. If you don't like what you're thinking, then change it. Consider yourself Om Shanti. Remember, I am a peaceful soul. Wow. See you tomorrow. Wow. Is, is that not, I mean, are you now whole shift change in our room here just from hearing her? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, she is just incredible. That's Sister Jenna, of course, and she was giving some meditation tips. Um, and I love, of course, you know, I love meditation, but I think it's gotten a kind of a, 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 a kind of negative rep. Uh, and I think because it's kind of like working out. Everyone just, uh, you know, everyone loves the after effects of working out, but they hate to get started, you know. And same thing, I think, with meditation. And so the question is, how do you make it fun or how do you make it enjoyable? And I don't know if you can make it fun. Maybe you can. Maybe it's not supposed to be fun. Maybe it's not supposed to be enjoyable. Maybe it's just supposed to but, but is there a way to make it interesting? Because what she just said was how we actually um, – how we actually uh, we, we use meditation to connect to source. It's you're walking. Yeah. It's connect to our consciousness. We're walking with that, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to me how how important that is, and uh, and how you we can bring this to you know maybe to uh, America's has talent shows like that. You know, want to make a reality show out of this. In fact, kind of brings up our theta challenge, which we'll talk to Sister Jenna about too. That we're mm-hmm. getting started, right, Jesse? Yeah. Theta, you know, we got yeah. we got to get that rocking and rolling. We definitely do. Right. Well, th- these these are, are just a few of the many questions we'll be discussing today, along with a guest um, that was sup- you'll be you'll find surprisingly fun, uh, okay. and 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 a soul who promotes meditation wherever she goes. In fact, she's so she's so well known throughout the world. Um, she uh, and what she does, it's it's amazing. You hear it when you hear her story, um, but also you know, best part about it is she should she should run a couple of nightclubs. Yeah, come on, okay. that was pretty cool. How cool is that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, you who do you who do you know does meditation runs nightclubs? Come on, you know. Just a <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, well, uh, we have a treat for you today. Uh, we'll be discussing the pursuit of joyful life with the help of meditation and community involvement. Uh, we just happen to have an incredible, beautiful, coolest, as I just said, soul around, and her name is Sister Jenna, and we will be discussing uh, on the, and I, honestly, I think she's probably the coolest loving soul we've had on our Good Intention show. I just, you know, you, you feel an energy, you feel an energy, right? Yeah. And I, I, and I felt the energy when I was researching everything she's done. I'm like, wow, I, you resonate with people, right? 
bam. And of course, I was on her show a while ago, and I, I knew right then and there it was uh, it was a resonation that was that was pretty pretty unique. Um, and so we'll be she'll be sharing uh, Sister General will be sharing her wisdom and her journey. So stay tuned. This is the show, guys. Facebook, YouTube, you guys don't want to miss this one. You're going to want to be uh, checking this one out because this is going to be uh, this, is, this is a paradigm. She's she's a paradigm shifter. We're, yes, she is. You know, very few times we have paradigm shifters on our show. Right? You know, and, but she's definitely a, a paradigm shifter, and, and and this is what's needed right now. And she's supposed to be here today. I mean, in this world today, she's meant to be here. This is her this is her her dharma, as they say, <laughs> or whatever the case. Just to be here. Just. Being Sister Jen is her dharma. Isn't that yes. be cool? Your dharma is just being you. That's pretty. That's pretty I think. I think that's the ultimate goal. To be right, honest. Right. All right. Before I do a formal introduction of Jenna's sister, which uh, you guys are gonna be um, want to stay and listen to, is uh, Jennifer. Real quick here, a UI education program, our program which is reaches first grade to twelfth grade uh, on showing children how their thoughts create the reality, how shifting perception changes their experiences, and you got a lot going on. We got a summer camp coming up, and we yeah. have uh, mm-hmm. schools rolling out in the fall. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the latest update? So we have our summer camp, which is the 26th through the 30th, and it's going to be at the Unitarian Church here in Roswell. All right. Um, it's called Uman, and we have several kids signed up for that. And then we're having a training program the day before on the 25th, and just meeting with schools and just getting it out and to as many schools as possible. Well, we we just rolled this out this this, this like a month ago, and we already got schools from California, different schools contacting us. And mm-hmm. you know how hard it is to get into a public school. You can't even say the word meditation or yoga. You know, I mean, it's like you know, it's mm-hmm. the end of the world or something. So, uh, so we have a couple of public schools that are actually interested in this program. Program. Mm-hmm. And because we're running it out in the home school and the private schools, we're much easier to get into. And people are realizing it. Now is the time. People, the education system has failed us in many ways, and people want that social-emotional connection with how our thoughts create our reality, and, and they're ready for it. And they don't know why they're ready for it. They're just ready for it. And this is the right timing for it because our school system has just has constricted to the point where it's really not offering much. Other than you know, um, you know, teaching kids how to test. Te- yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Uh, the next thing I want to say is our Theta Challenge, and I bet your sister Jenna may be interested in something like this. We are trying to be cool, bring uh, sister Jenna coolness back into meditation, and we're hooking people up to electrodes to see how long they can stay in Theta waves, and um, just to try to bring a little. Thank you, Jenna. Just to try to bring a little bit of uh, you know, healthy competition and fun on a, we want to do a bi-weekly, a weekly show. Interactive, where, good. Interactive, where people will, um, you know, it's kind of like how long can you stay on the island? How long can you stay in Theta Waves? And we're going to have people not only in a Georgia but around the world or around the country who actually could Skype in, and we're going to hook up electrodes lo- locally, and we're going to make it fun and interesting to try to um, bring meditation to the common person. And, the, and, and, and uh, you know, and you think meditation being competitive in, in that way, it's like, you know, it's like an oxymoron, right? But uh, we're going to try to make it fun and interesting and yet a healthy competition to just bring awareness to people and say, hey, meditate. there's, there's fun in meditation. Right? That's so nice. That's so nice. Right. You might not know this. I don't know if I should speak before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please do. Please you do. could yeah. pass the intro, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I love there's it. A, we've been working with a scientist called Bob Dratch for a number of years, yeah. and Bob was instrumental in being one of the key scientists to actually invent the GPS system. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. And for the last um, 10 years, he's had a computer set up at our ashram, which is a place where just a lot of individuals stay that tend to try to high, you know, live a higher ideal. And he's had the system, everyone, set up for 10 years. And what he's doing, he's capturing the vibration of the piece here with the intent to see, is there a gadget? Is there a wave that you could actually transport to areas like Palestine and Israel and transport that peaceful vibration there to touch people's minds. So we're waiting to see how that unfolds because I have no idea. That is but amazing. But I find that fascinating. That is that is fascinating. You know, and cool? that is the coolest thing because you know that we we are, we know our thoughts travel outside our bodies. We just don't know how right. exactly, but. There's a lot of theories like it travel through fo- through our, our, our photons and and things like that, but but research is catch is is getting involved. But you, the, who the, the, who cares? As long as it works, you know. And you just need that validation on that. You know, you need to figure out how, right? That is fascinating. We we need to talk about that and uh, in the future. Um, okay, so I'm gonna a little bit underground, so I can only give you a little bit of it. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, you you don't want it up above the ground because then it gets taken. I don't want to get into then, a trouble. Then it gets then it gets taken by our uh, our, our our trade our trade you know uh, copyright company. 
companies who just steal our, everybody's good ideas and you know use it for their own. Anyway, I digress. All right, so we have um, one last thing I want to mention. I think you'll find this interesting, and I, I, even told, I haven't even told our staff yet. This kind of just uh, you probably put this into my head while we were communicating some dream state or something like that. But um, we are this at the end of this year, early next year. We are setting up, and United Intentions Foundation is announcing we'll be creating and sponsoring a five-star Red Carpet Celebrity Awards event this year. And we're recognizing real heroes, though. This is the, this is the catch. Recognize real heroes in our community and in neighborhoods that, um, that others look up to. And it's not now today, in this crisis of perception and just chaos out there, it's not easy to do to be that type of person. Just to, you don't get recognition. You just give because it's almost like a, an internal drive to do. And I'm, I'm talking about people who are everyday people, like caregivers in their nursing home, give everything they got to someone, to the residents that they love, and they don't have much, but they give everything to them. They give them their shampoo, and, and they're making you know eight, eight $9 an hour, whatever the case may be. And um, those are the people we're, we're focusing on. Or the ex-con who uh, has turned his life around, who's now helping the youth in their community. Or even intentional business owners who realize that I want to connect myself with the principles of uh, the, the you know the universal laws and principles and I want my company to be in that flow. I mean it, it's a range of people. Not just in, we're going to be hosting in Georgia, one of the nice areas down in, uh, in Atlanta, but um, we're going to be pulling people all over the world. Like Sister Jen will be like an ideal person to be able to mm-hmm. recognize, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but I mean just we're going to be hosting this where we're going to we're going to have a red carpet night. We're going to have a lot of sponsors. We're going to put a lot of money and time into the, this type of recognition and 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 show what really matters in a society if we want to move to shift to this loving loving let's let's put our attention on these are the people we want to look up to and not that actors or movie directors or bad people or anything like that it's just that you know i don't see a lot of the value in somebody who could act very well or a lot of the value that that a, a great movie does and i understand i appreciate them all but i'd rather right now let's shift our focus on people in the world cuz there's so many more people doing so much good in unbelievable perceived bad situations and let's mm-hmm. let's recognize them let's put them up above and show that hey this is what you should, could look up to you know this is what you should yeah. do you know hey like that huh good job man i have to tell you that i think there are two components i think the celebrities like ariana grande who did a huge one love con- concert in manchester after the terrorist attack at her concert uh, whereas she could just have allowed that trauma to just silence her. Mm. She brought everyone to the table. So I think it's so valuable because um, my observation of celebrities is they're also coming up to the plate. And I think the individuals who nobody recognizes, being in front of who the world recognizes, and see how much they have in common, it's a beautiful story. Oh, you know what? I agree with you. I think there are more celebrities, and not all, but more celebrities are are realizing that now's the time for them to really be their authentic selves because they've most of them have were forced to create a persona because of the money machine that they're supposed to do, you know, and and it's very seductive. But I think a lot of them are stepping out and saying, you know what, you know, I have all this money, I have all this opportunity, but it's it's the energy now is for me to become we're we're moving from this pretentious to authentic state. And, exactly, and, and I think you, you hit it on the nose. I think people waking up to that. But I, I really want something that's non-politically correct, or non-politically driven, or not a not politically correct driven. Something that is is emphasized on the real people, and real stories, and then shining light. And and perhaps maybe the mainstream media not being part of it, or if they want to be part mm-hmm. of it, being part of it in the right way. But really, sure. really having uh, an authentic way of sharing what's really important in our world. Of saying, you know what. There are some great things and good things and incredible human beings doing incredible feats on a daily basis that get no recognition or mm. no and it, to me it's not so much just they want their 15 minutes of fame it's we want to reckon we want create we want to create heroes there are so many heroes out there we are our own heroes and we yeah. should recognize that and I think uh, I think that will be something that uh, and we, we're able to do I mean we already have a lot of so many people even celebrities are already interested in helping get this thing going where it's not about you them know. you know. Yesterday, I was invited to Ward 8, which is one of the highest um, violent areas in Washington, D.C., and um, they just had a drive-by shooting the night before I was there, and a woman got grazed with a bullet in her apartment. Wow. So there there we were with just about maybe 25 of the individuals who are community-oriented, along with the captain of the police force and different members of the mayor's office, and it turned out to be that this is the only area right now out of the whole Ward 8 um, section 
that's actually lower in crime, lower in robbery, lower in um, domestic violence. And the captain of the police force was saying it's because you have the courage to bring in someone like this meditator, this yogi in a community that would have never seen something like that. And it was very touching for me to be there because it's a friend of mine who leads it for the last 20 years, Brenda Richardson. And she has lived what we call in our languaging like the hood. She's lived there for 20 years. And Brenda is the most intelligent, the most educated woman that you'll ever meet. And sometimes I'll ask her, how come you don't leave the community? She says, but who's going to help the people? Who's going to help my people? I need to be here, Sister Jenna. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, these are the people yeah. that are doing some good stuff. Oh. I hear you. Yeah. Let's amplify their voice. Sure, absolutely. And and let them be the leaders, the future leaders, because we need yeah. them. Because apparently our present leaders really have kind of, you know, not scored very well. And I'm not talking about presently. I'm talking about presently all the way back to, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. All right. So uh, let's let's cha- let's change the game up a little bit. Let's let's re- mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's emphasize on what works and not so much what doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I digress. I, do, I know we kind of were past the formal introduction, but I do. You have such a great uh, uh, information here. I, I just want to go. I'll go very quickly through it. I just want to share to everyone and all our audience and uh, and folks who watch us on a regular basis, really the caliber of a person we have here on on, on Skype and, um, you know, in, energetically in this room right now, because I know she's here. <laughs> uh, Sister Jenny is. is a spiritual leader, author, radio and television personality, renowned speaker from the founder and founder of the Meditation Museum, which we'll talk about, in Silver Springs, Maryland and McLean, Virginia. Selected by Empower a Billion Women 2020 as one of the 100 most influential leaders of 2015 and served as a principal partner with the Oprah Winfrey Network and Values Partnership on the Oprah Winfrey Belief Team. Uh, and boys, guys and gals, you'll see her everywhere. Once you start Googling her on Internet, you'll, she's everywhere and doing so much good right now. Um, a community of individuals for diverse spiritual, cultural, and faith backgrounds and an influential connector, a paradigm shifter. Hmm. Take that from Kelly, right? And she's coordinating, bringing onboard organizations throughout leaders to engage in this global dialogue on belief. For decades, she has demonstrated an extraordinary level of improvement in the quality of lives, people ranging from heads of government in, in children and villages. That's what she's talking about. She's involved in these communities on a street level in the sense, I mean, she's dealing with, she deals with a whole range of people, but... You know, she's like Mother Teresa. She could deal with the big, you know, the 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 banker brokers, or deal with the person who just needs a little bit of food in the in the in the street there. So she's just diverse and ha- has no limits and has no boundaries and and nowhere that she wouldn't go to help people. She has traveled to over eighty countries. I mean, I've been to what one or two. <laughs> 80 countries where she continues to provide practically life tools and solutions to empower people to foster, build stronger relationships, which she does. Her wisdom, peace, and compassion for humanity are expressed through a variety of initiatives. She spearheads for youth, women, governments, and communities. She has collaborated with Fortune 500 companies. That's what I'm saying. You know, she can sit down with the CEO or sit down with the, the person running the soup, soup uh, kitchen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Fortune 500 on key issues and her syndicated radio shows. She has your own radio show. I was on her show, and it was just a fantastic experience. America Meditating. Is a global uh, global online show. You can reach her at americameditating.org. America Meditating. So, Sister Jenna, formally welcome. <laughs> Very nice to be here with you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Listen, I'm gonna. I have a question for you because you are such a busy bee. I mean, you really are. You have so much going on. And you have done so much for humanity, from your meditation museums to uh, changing government. I mean, really getting in neat, just neck deep into trying to make real change, authentic change, um, uh, and for communities for a better for a better, for a better now. I mean, wow. I mean, and, but this is what this is my question for you. It's crazy out there right now. It seems it's perceived as crazy, you know. And I I call it divine insanity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I think it's that's supposed very royally. That's very royally <laughs> said. <laughs> yes, I, I yes. think I think it's supposed to be crazy for us because people like us we're, we're being challenged now. You know, this is just okay. Super Bowl time, Sister Jenna. Here we are, Super Bowl. We gotta you know crunch, crunch, we gotta fight for our inches here, right? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's the final playoff. It feels like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it? It, it does. It does. I this agree. morning when I woke up and I heard about. Uh, Grenfell in London, the the tower there that's burning, and I my international branch of the Brahma Kumaris is in the UK. And even though I know they're all okay, my message to them was, um, I know everyone's okay, but I can't help but imagine the 
the traumatic vibration in the atmosphere mm. and how much you have to amplify yourself to be more of service to our brothers and sisters who are going to be in need. Mm. And so I think if we understand this, Tim, like this is everyone's issue. This is everyone's opportunity. This is everyone that's feeling something. And we can't say it's happening to them anymore. This is happening to all of us. Oh, you know, and, and it is. And if you sit back and if you meditate, or at least if you just slow down and be still for just one moment, one second, mm-hmm. just give yourself one. Get off the antidepressant medications, anti-anxiety medications, <laughs> the sleeping medications, whatever Big Pharma's trying to th- throw at you. Stop it for a moment. Just just look at that, and you'll recognize what you just said is to be the truth. We're all mm-hmm. really experiencing the same experience. It's amazing. But let me ask you this question, uh, Sister Jenna. I mean, what motivates you to get up every day to get, to get involved in this level? I mean, why not go back to the nightclubs and zone out for a while and, you know, and just let the rest of the world go by? I mean, what might? <laughs> not a good day to ask you that question, right? <laughs> not a good day to ask you that question. <laughs> um, I mean, what really is, what, what really gets you, gets you going? Why I humanity? Can tell everyone. Yeah. I can only tell you. Um, right. It was a download. It was an experience. And I have to thank the community of the Brahma Kumaris. Uh, they, they offered a space and they offered people that um, somehow they, they reflect uh, a narrative in you that's buried. Um, that's what happened. I, I met a few of the sisters. I walked into the space enough times because my parents were teachers and even though at the beginning I was not interested spirituality was the furthest thing away from my consciousness because as an American I go losers (laughs) 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 who would do that you know come on and here I'm realizing it's completely different and I think everyone has their own way of walking into their awakening and so I just had an experience of God's light, and it was like God's qualities. They started to wake up in me, and it's those qualities inside of my being that have been driving me for over 23, 24 years, and that's who I have to give the credit to. I wish it was me. I feel like if this energy of God's qualities, if if they weren't in me, I just would be sitting on the beach. Well, it, it it must be kind of I know why not right, but it, it must be kind of hard though because it's, it's almost like once this is awakened, once this light is given to you, you can't just kind of shove it back into a box again. I mean, it's probably impossible, I'd assume. Well, I don't think I, I, it doesn't get shoved back in, and I think that if you understand the sacredness of the energy that has been gifted to you, uh, there is a disciplined way of maintaining that energy. And I think that if we um, begin to take it for granted or don't recognize its power and its and its beauty in you, then it starts to get stuffed back down and then you start to come back to an older version of yourself, the kind of you that you didn't really want to feed anymore. So it's kind of like being finally realizing our, your connection to source, God, goddess, all there is, nirvana, Allah, whatever you, definition you want to throw Shiva, on it. Shiva, Jehovah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's it's like once you you feel it's not really not even a, an intellectual thing, but once you feel that connection to source, it's um, you you could probably and I'm sure people do you could probably pretend or try to disconnect from it and pretend like it's not there, but it's probably much more amplified more so ever before because you recognize it finally this this lifetime. Mm. I don't think you're going to want to disconnect from it, and yeah. you're not going to want to shove it away because it's something that you've been looking for for a long time. You're looking for it either in many pre in many births in the past, if you believe in more than one, and I do, yeah, or I you do might too. be looking for it in a partner. You might be looking for it in recognition from the world. You might be looking for it from your parents, from people. But it's an experience, and it's an experience that once you attain it, you don't want to, you won't lose it that easily. Life might test you to make you forget how powerful it is. But you're not going to want to push it back or get rid of it again, right? Well, that makes sense. And I, but I, so people who perhaps are, um, I don't know what the right word is, are lost in the darkness right now. Is it because they're not connected to source? I think that our brothers and sisters who are living a very average life, I think that they're very caught up in the narrative of um, intentions that might have 
very strong influence of an acronym I use all the time called algae. Yeah, I like that. A for anger. I know I use it all the time. It's like my mantra. Um, everybody, algae stands for A for anger, L for lust, G for greed, A for attachment, and E for ego. And if our thinking has this intention um, influencing our thoughts, then it's like we're moving away from the qualities of God. And it's not that we've we've left the energy. The energy is there. The qualities are there. It's just that my attention is focused more on these kind of a short-term methods of kind of living life. Mm. No, that's beautifully stated. And, uh, wow, you remember that one, Jesse, allergy. <laughs> you know. Um, so... <sighs> Waking people up is a could be a full time job, as you probably know. And mm-hmm. um but I see more so for me is as I have this motivation to define my own reality, I have this motivation to wake people up, I have this motiva um i have this motivation to wake myself up. And so the more I feel um motivated to wake other people up, apparently the more I feel motivated to wake myself up. So I'm defining my own reality with that mm-hmm. with that piece. So how do you, how do you explain to people when you say your thoughts create your own reality on a day-to-day basis how do you explain what it's like to live that live that your thoughts co-create or create your own reality I think there are different stages that we go through um I was at that stage where I was so gung-ho and ready to change the world and then everybody was busy so I went to a state, and then everybody was busy in the state, and I went back home, and then everybody in the house was busy and didn't want to change, and then I turned the attention to myself, that if I'm not comfortable inside of myself, then there's something that needs shifting. And so I think that when we're younger, uh, and that energy is just ready to be tapped and to be used, I think it's a very good thing if my projection of why I wake up and why I do what I do is to serve you, is to give you something. Like, you need help. Forget about me. (laughs) You need help. I think that's a very, very good motivation. And I think that as we mature and gain deeper experiences, we realize that we can't even sustain keeping you awake if I can't even keep myself awake. So then you start to balance out how that works for you. And then you, you find that you're going more inward to observe your subtle thoughts, the ramification of your thinking, and what it's creating in and around you. Mm-hmm. So I think the same formula is true for everyone. At some point, everyone's going to want to be comfortable inside. And you can't feel comfortable if your thoughts aren't clear, straight, loving, or kind. So it's a journey that we all have to take, and I think we all go through different dimensions or levels or processes to get to a point that I accept where I am, I'm okay, but I know that there's a still the journey left. I know that there's still more to do. So it seems so contradictory in a sense, on a superficial level, and I'm sure on a deeper level it makes complete sense, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is that he, the journey is really within. And, and if you believe that we're kind of a hall of mirrors, wherever we go, we're reflections of ourselves, right? We're creating mm-hmm. reality on that level. When you see somebody at the grocery store who, for a second, you don't acknowledge them, you're not acknowledging part of yourself right, on mm-hmm. that level, right? So you have this solution is to just, like Eckhart Tolle says, to get off the box and look underneath it and see what's inside there, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, we're put into this three-dimensional world to have separation as, like, you are separate from me, even though on a intellectually or even on a heartfelt level, we're, we we feel that connection that we're one, right? You and I, but yet we're we're put into a three dimensional world to live a, a live a, a experience of separation. So it, it seems contradictory, doesn't it? The answers are within to just unite yourself, but yet we're here to live a three dimensional. Everything's outside of ourselves. H- how do you live life like that? It's almost like a schizophrenic, um, uh, you know. I think that. You know, when the soul is really embodying virtues and qualities, and I, I know it's a word we don't use very much anymore, but I want you to imagine when you were born or when you look at a brand new child, a baby that's just born, and what you see immediately is the purity of the baby, 
the virtues, the quality, that sentient energy of their soul radiating outside of their skin. So that's when we were one, which means we were embodying just a fullness of spirit. And the law of karma is for everyone. Everyone's going to go through ins and outs, giving and taking, maybe taking more than you give, maybe giving more than you receive. And then that kind of breeds an attachment to an idea that we hold in our heads about who we think we are. And we have all the influences of government, religion, environment, what our parents have told us. All of that's coming into the soul. And where, again, I go back to is it could be a distraction. I don't think there's any such thing anymore as separation. I really don't believe that anymore. There was a time in my early spirituality, I, was, I felt I'm a soul. I have to go to God, the supreme soul. I have to get energy. I have to come into the world and feed it and give it all of that good positive energy. Now, I don't believe that. I know that I am filled with these qualities and virtues, which is my whole self, is my complete self. I'm not focused on it as I need to be. And so whatever's my path of spirituality or path of unfolding, whether it's at work or watching the news, you see so much negative uh, information in the news that you go, that's not where I want to go. It's not what I want to do. So to answer your question in brief, um, I think that the separation happened when the algae snuck in. And we thought there were two different people living. And then we kind of made effort to try to go into the world, trying to put the best part of ourselves into it until we reached a point that there's got to be one part of me that exists that I just feel confident enough to go out and be, just to be that wherever I am. And so I think until we get to this point of just really remembering that sentient um, expression of who we were like babies, uh, then we are one that there's no more separation because with algae, I'm not focusing on that anymore. Right. Wow. You know, that's beautifully stated. Wow. I mean, I can't wait to replay this again just to listen to what she just said, you know, yeah. again and again. But, okay, so we're all, we have these individual journeys and it seems like there may be a common denominator in these individual journeys of, like you just said, going from the youthful understanding of mm-hmm. realizing there's this God energy and want to share this with our perceived or a misperceived separation of things in life. And then as you, as you become wiser, mature, whatever the word, more meditate, the more you focus, you realize we're really all connected and it's not such a need to do that anymore. It's more so um, just you're playing with the energy or in that sense. Yeah. Then, like on a on a day to day on a day to day level, Sister Jenna, when like you, is it because I create my own reality, or each individual person creates their own reality? We experience these things. When you see, say, for example, something, uh, I I always say a uh, perceived negativity because everyone's perception is 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 based on their perception. If you see something negative, I can see something positive in that, right? Mm-hmm. So these yeah. perceived neg- negatives, and I'd say on a collective conscious level, which we'll talk about next, that there's a collective conscious level of what we see negative. Like, for example, uh, a child being abused. Not mm-hmm. many people, uh, physically, emotionally, whatever, not many people would agree that's a positive thing at that moment to happen. Now, from like a teal swan or someone where all these negative things happen, they turn out to really spiritually grow from over time, whatever it may be. But... In that present moment, you're seeing that as another soul, seeing another soul go through this type of um, mm-hmm. trauma. You know, let's just mm-hmm. go for what mm-hmm. we perceive it is. I could look back in two perspectives. I could say, you know, from my higher self level, that this is a something that person needs. There's no reason for me to get involved in this other person's stuff because this is something that person apparently is created and wants to experience, even though they're they're a small child, and they're going to grow out of that. Or I could. Um, as a, as a soul that understands suffering on the sense that, you know what, I'm here for a reason. Maybe I'm meant to intercede and stop this child from being abused on whatever reason, whatever way. Um, how, do you, how do you live day-to-day life having these two kind of contradictions or these two understandings of a higher self-purpose and then a day-to-day self I know I'm giving you a nice challenging question here early in the morning or whatever, but how do you, how do you, how, how do you reconcile that on that level on a day, and make decisions on a day-to-day basis? Mm. I don't think it's very challenging. I think that if you really are into your own personal development for all the right reasons, you won't feel a challenge. You'll really, really, you'll just keep feeling like everything is a learning process. It's a growing process. And sometimes you're going to do great. 
And sometimes you're going to be very average. I don't even use the word bad anymore, and I don't use weaknesses. I would say that instead of weaknesses, I go, it's a limitation in my awareness right now. You know, if I'm a little bit short in my virtues, and I'll tell my staff, today's not a good, you know, today's not going to be a really good day. Yeah. And they start to offer me support. So I think it's your honesty. I think I'll throw out the virtue of honesty with everyone. Be very, very honest with who you are and where you're at. You don't have to be perfect tomorrow. But just be honest with what you're feeling, what you're going through, and know that that will have to be enough for you and everyone else. Mm, And then you would have that division inside, you know? Right. Yeah. And and so we're reflecting on ourselves, our emotional state, and our answers you're saying will come in. It will be easy. The answer will come easy to you once you're not focused on perhaps a, a different um, a separation of it, but more so, okay, why am I creating this? Why am I experiencing this? And and if if it's for me to intercede, then, you know, then it's for me to intercede, or is it for me to uh, just be be aware of? Um, and then focus on what else do I want to create? And so if we're creating our reality as we go by and we see negative things and positive things or perceive negative or positive, like you said, you know, it's, it's just not bad or good. It's more of just, you know, a limitation, which I love. I think that's great to look at it from that perspective. Um, then how, how does, how does like that, when people call, talk about denial-based positive thinking, you know, or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to think about anything negative at all because um, I don't want to pretend like this isn't happening and I, and I, I, I want to just focus only on positive thoughts because it takes, you know, 17 seconds to track the like-minded thoughts, six days, six are manifesting, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, so how does somebody who really is connecting to that, how, what advice would you give them to uh, recognize when they're in denial-based positive thinking and recognize when they're trying to create a really healthy, joyful reality? Now I just don't even intervene. Mm. I really don't. I think that sometimes we all need techniques that we think are working for us, and we go, I just want to stay positive. I just want to stay positive. I just want to look at the good. Um, I feel that if I can't have black or white, it's hard for me to find meaning and understanding. I know that there are limitations somewhere swimming in my consciousness. Uh, do I need to identify it and, and, and draw it out very clearly why it's there or how it got there? Well, I don't think I need to all the time. I'm going through it. I can feel this morning after I heard about the London attacks and stuff, um, the London fire, I told my staff, today I feel like a general that's been wounding in the army and all my soldiers are out on the field. Mm-hmm. And I explain those feelings because I think they're really important for the people that are surrounding me or or supporting me to understand where I'm at emotionally. And so it gets to the point that uh, I don't deny that I can be vulnerable as a person in a position of authority. I speak truth to know that um, this is a journey. And if you're going to plan to be on some podium and to try to convince the whole world that you're perfect, you're, you're, you're losing out on such a beautiful experience of just life and the unfolding. And I think sometimes if somebody doesn't want to accept some of the limitations in their character, some of the limitations that are going on in their lives, I think they might be losing out on a feeling that needs to really be felt, so, you know, to give them some clarity. So you're saying is it's okay to, to, to let yourself experience when you're feeling sad or when you're feeling depressed or feeling what we, so. what we would consider a negative emotion because it's, it's so. part of being human. And when we deny that emotion or, you know, I, I guess it's, it's not when we deny the emotion that we're not allowing ourselves to live. But when we dwell on it too long, then that's perhaps when it becomes a and how do you know what's too long or not? Right. But that's perhaps when it comes to you're feeding it. Right. And it goes back to the virtue that I offered everyone to use is honesty. Mm. Because if I'm honest, I'm not going to want to stay down too long. Right. And if I'm honest, I'm not going to expect myself to be so elated all the time and stop feeling. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, wow. But this is, guys, that is just incredible wisdom. We're going to take a, a quick break here, Sister Jenna. But when we get back, let's, um, let's discuss some, uh, if we could, a little bit of the collective, how your definition of the collective consciousness and how that interacts with the individual consciousness creating its own reality and the collective creating a reality and you know and, and how we make choices in that okay okay we'll be right back with sister jenna you reach her at the 
AmericaMeditating.org. We'll be right back. Growth and Healing in Relationships. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. And I'm a core emotional healer. And we have a powerfully transformative marriage. And we're going to share some of our experiences and identify how to turn distance and conflict into intimacy and love. We'll also be answering your intimacy and relationship questions through email to contact at unitedintentions.org and put in the subject line, Intimacy Hour. We'll see you there. All right, we are back with Sister Jenna. She's founder of the Meditation Museum, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, I was just, look, one of the videos I was watching the other day on you, uh, which, by the way, guys, go to YouTube and just put in Sister Jenna, and bam, <laughs> she takes over the YouTube channels. All right, and, um, <laughs> well, I, that's my intention. She does. She, she's everywhere on YouTube. So, um, and, uh, is like one of the things you're talking about. It's like you know you don't you know sometimes you don't do hugs anymore because hugs can be sometimes a little bit you know un, not uncomfortable, but some people are just not comfortable and you feel that you have that residue of the energy after the fact. Some are really engaging and you're like wow I need to you know I need to pick up my energy here you know. But you more so you like you look into people's eyes the the the, the windows to the soul right and you just stare mm-hmm. at their eyes uh, <laughs> and you know and and it you know it can be a little intimidating I guess to some people who are not comfortable you know being themselves in that sense but. Is that not very empowering to be able to do something like that? I mean, what what made you decide to do that? I mean, I just think it's so unique. Oh, I still do hugs. <laughs> she does it all. She does it all. Um, I think what I, you know, it's just been, um, I don't want to say training. It's just been an awakening that when I meet another person, I really want to recognize their value and their virtue. Mm. And so behind everyone's eyes, um um, there's a soul. And so it's a connection soul to soul first. And if I happen to be in a very deep experience of love for God at that time, then it's as if I'm exchanging God's love with another soul who is God's child. Right. So that moment of exchange at the beginning of any encounter to me is priceless because it creates authenticity in the relationship. Mm. Boy, such a unique soul. She's like, like this this perfect little lamb out there in amongst all the wolves, you know? But she's actually a shepherd, you know? Yeah. She's, a, she's a shepherd and a lamb all in one, and, um, boy, these wolves don't know what, the, what they're up against. <laughs> so um, that is amazing. I love that. So before we get into the collective conscious question, just tell me a little bit about the, the meditation museum, because I know people are interested in or saying on chatting. Um, sure. They're interested about that. So why, why the word museum? I mean, is there statues of people just sitting still? like this? I mean, what, what's the museum perspective? <laughs> um, there are over 200 museums in Washington, D.C., and I remembered passing one that was called Crime and Punishment Museum, and I went, you're not getting me that museum. And, you know, I have a lot of good friends, and actually Mrs. Fulbright from the Fulbright Scholarship, we had a discussion about, do you think I can do a meditation museum, Harriet? And she just looked at me, and anything Harriet said, as if it's if whatever she says is true, right. you know, because yeah. it's Mrs. Fulbright. I said, do you think we should do a meditation museum, or do you think we'll just be looked at one as like a laughing stock? And she just looked me in the eye and she said, Sister Jenna, if you do this, and if it makes it, it was meant to happen, and it's needed in this country. And so, ten, we're approaching, I think, our ninth year, or maybe. I think our eighth year of the Meditation Museum, and it's been phenomenal. So we do have some installations. Most of the installations are about your quest, your journey, your thoughts on the wall. So questions like, who am I? Um, how do our experiences enter the soul to the five senses? So we have an installation of the five senses. We have um, an installation of what is it to be in your truth, soul awareness. And what is it to be in denial, which you, we were discussing earlier, body awareness. Mm. And so it's a museum that I didn't want to be profitalizing to anyone. I'm just really not signing up for that. But my favorite installation in the museum is called Being Light. Um, it's the exhibition that features all the religions. 
And so we extracted from all the scriptures what is the common language in each religion. And every religion talks about the source called light. And so in my spiritual training, I kept, you know, every reference is the supreme being, the supreme light, the one supreme father who's the father of all souls. So I remembered when we put up, we placed that installation in, it's like that's it. He really is this one supreme energy. It's this ocean of qualities. And you can use whatever language you feel attached to that gives you identity. But at the end of the day, it's what you're experiencing. And so the museum is just really for everyone. And um, the silence inside is phenomenal. So when you come in and you're in those walls, you're not only seeing your thoughts, but you're also being um, nurtured to be more quiet inside. It's a universal experience, too, because it's not like religion, you know. Uh, we, need, we need one in Atlanta, by the way. So uh, yeah. let's, let's get that going. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Feel free to just go ahead and chime in on that. <laughs> let's get her out of Washington, D.C. for a while. Let's get her down here in the good old south, right? Yes. Yeah. Make right. sure there's an ocean nearby, please. Yeah, okay. We'll, 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 uh, we'll <laughs> I don't we'll, think we'll, <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll, 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 we'll create a canal all the way out to. Uh, that that, that doesn't work. <laughs> we, have a, we have a river. <laughs> there's water. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, tell the collective consciousness. Oh, real quick here, is there, outside of uh, seeing you on the radio, is there another way to get in touch with you outside of AmericanMeditating.org? Uh, maybe you want, oh. people just want to pick out the, medit- the Meditation Museum. Yeah, you can just go to MeditationMuseum.org, and okay. you can find me there, too. All right, well, yeah, like I said, you'll find her everywhere, in 80 other countries, too, at any given time. <laughs> just take yeah. me with you next time. So right that on. many personalities, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got a DM. ID. We got DID. Um, we, I think we're all experiencing DID on some level. We're all different realities, aren't we? What is DID? Uh, dissociative disorder. It's like, oh. like, like multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so, uh, so uh, where's the saying? Oh, collective consciousness. So, there you, if it's all one, if our individual consciousness, and we're a ripple in the ocean, and we're an individual ripple recognized by an individual soul self, yet we're connected to the rest of the ocean, the collective consciousness. I mean, mm-hmm. That's probably the best analogy I ever heard. I mean, do you would that something be something that you may utilize, or you probably have a better one? I'm sure. I think that's perfect. I all think right. it's okay. beautiful. I think that we all carry our own stories, mm-hmm. and we are like rivers, and we flow into the ocean. We become one eventually. And what we're witnessing in the world today is there's one collective energy that's just really dominating our feelings. And it feels very limited. Uh, but there is also another awakening of collective energy, and it's quieter. And so we might miss it at times, but it's existing, it's there. And I'm always reminded at winter time, um, the trees are brittle, all the leaves are gone, there are no fruits on the tree. But there's something happening on the ground as the, the roots and the seed and, and the trees are getting renourished. So I think we're at that very brittle state that we're looking at this very um, winter of humanity state of awareness and consciousness. But there's something happening on the underneath. And so the awakening of many of us, um, it, it's taking place very quietly. Some of us, you know, going for marches and, you know, we're standing up. And I, I'm okay with the marches and being an activist. I know we have to be socially conscious. My only requirement for everyone who's out there um, on the streets, standing up with the truth, please hold moments of silence. Please incorporate this collective energy that your pure power of silence and the wish that everyone is benefited in your planet, that that vibration touches these world leaders and their minds change because they won't change if they hear a screaming and yelling anymore. That only feeds their negative vibration. So please, anyone who's doing marches or organizing anything, Please incorporate silence. Just do yeah. one moment at the beginning, one moment at the end, or in between. It should be, uh, you know, uh, policy number one for spiritual activism is moment mm-hmm. of silence, right? Because I yeah. do, I do agree. I think spiritual activism has an important role. I mean, we talked about, you know, we mentioned off air about Gandhi and, and folks like that about, you know, reluctant leaders. And uh, and now's the time where we need we need. Um, I don't know if we need. I, I really truly believe this awake this. Second coming is an awakening within ourselves of our of our of our, of our empowerment of our and we use the power of intentions, but it's more so to 
are yeah. being still and silent, you know? Um, yeah. I, I'm so sorry. And I think a lot of people have this misconception about meditation, that it's to empty the mind. But actually, meditation is to nurture um, very constructive, pure, positive, capacity-building thoughts in your mind. So your conscience and your inner world feels proud about yourself at a very spiritual level. And I just wanted to mention that, you know, between June 20th and July 10th, I don't know if you knew this, our whole Brahma Kumaras on the East Coast is um, we're organizing an awakening tour starting from the UN on June 20th till July 9th, ending at our retreat center in upstate New York called Peace Village Learning and Retreat Center. So the whole thing is about awakening. And I really want to uh, invite your audience to join us. Um, do you mind if I just because it just came up as you were mentioning the awakening? Absolutely, and put, and put us into too. How would the United Nations Foundation could assist in this as well? So definitely share. Yeah, share. just share. go to um, BK Awakening two zero one seven dot org. So BK Awakening twenty seventeen dot org, and you'll get the list of all the events that are taking place all over the East Coast. And it couldn't come more at a better time than when we're like seeing the limitations of our brothers and sisters. And so, yes, Timmy, we have to wake up now more than ever. Uh, and it, it's amazing because as we look at, like you said earlier, the um, collective consciousness, uh, our role in the collective consciousness, and the collective consciousness may have uh, a, a, I don't know what the right word is, a more of a... Of a, of a quieter, uh, quieter sound. Quieter sound. And at the same time, when there, there's the, the loud part of the sound that's coming from it, where it, we would say it's a negative experience, as uh, we could talk about the corruption here in a second, but it's it's a sound that uh, people ha- I think people realize that when you're not still and you're lost into this noise, let's just say noise, you're lost into this noise, the separation, this noise, um, it's so easy to be uh, manipulated, mind-controlled. Mm-hmm. I use the word, uh, you know, crisis of perception because you're thinking you're doing what's really right and you're feeding it into the side off of what's going on and, and until you still yourself and really listen to yourself it's hard to give you that guidance because this is the times of deceit and times of psyop times of you're questioning reality you're questioning what's true what's not true because we're looking for validation from outside of ourselves and so what you're doing, and I, I, Sister Jenna, I can't emphasize this enough on air or off air, what you're doing is really so critical with the meditation focus, stilling yourself and being silent is everything, is everything to really finally tap into your own inner source to give you those answers rather than being misled by outside of ourselves. And I have to tell you, you know, when my early days um, in the realm of Kumaris, it was like you were so like you were 20 years ahead of your time. It was so difficult to just get someone to even listen to you, to sit with you and, and hear what you're saying is good. And it's only now, it's now I'm actually seeing the power of our community, our path, and how important it is to the world. And I have to tell you, as much as I can take credit for the work that I've been called to do, I'm not alone. Our community is huge. Yeah. You know, it's in 120 countries with a million volunteers. Right. I mean, in America alone, we have 32 branches. So I feel I feel protected. It's not just a one-man show. It's, it's a whole community of individuals that are walking with this deep passion, like, I've got to change myself, and I've got to be the one that first stands tall for truth and wisdom and purity. And so in an age where you're beginning to see that energy that you're like, oh, oh, wow, I'm really glad I wasn't feeding in that mm-hmm. because I'd be in trouble. How would I be able to discern if that's right or that's not? Like, you automatically know deep in your spirit that's just not right. Yeah. When you're in touch with that, when you allow yourself to be still and be in touch with that. So how, how do you, Sister Jenna, how do you, I mean, because you're in the, she's like, you know, the man in the arena, not the man in the critic in the stand, right? right? She is the, she's the woman, she's the person in the arena. I mean, she's in the streets dealing with, I mean, God, Washington, D.C.? Uh, you, you have to pay me a thousand million dollars to go to <laughs> live in Washington, D.C. at this point. So, um, Hair. <laughs> there you go. All, right. All right, I'll be up there now. Um, but, you know, uh, how, how, how do you deal with this? I mean, cause 
I, I know what I know, and I have my sources. And I, I talk about it on the wake-up hour and other shows more, more so than more the, the negative realities of what potentially could be going on or perceived negative realities. But I know it is ugly, and I know the level of corruption, to it, even to only on my level. And I'm sure that my understanding of it is not even touches on the iceberg of really how really corrupt things really are on that level. How do you replenish your energy? How do you feed? Because you're in there. You're not the critic. You're in there in the streets making things happen. I can only imagine that it would be an energy drainer. How do you like keep up with that level to replenish yourself dealing with, with what's going on today? Mm. I have a very strong foundation. Um, some days are very good. Some days are just not so good. Sometimes you go through various seasons. I think that if we allow the emotions to take over our logic, it can really deplete our energy. And, I, and that's an area that we have to be very, very careful um, in, especially for individuals like me. And there are times that I have slipped. And I've slipped a lot, um, I would say, within this last year. Because there are sometimes very deep issues in your soul that have sometimes nothing to do with this lifetime. But it has something to do with the previous birth. And I'm so patriotic, and, and I say this with the deepest of feelings. I've loved this country. I've been here for the last four. It's all I know. And um, as I watch it going through what it's going through, it hurts. It really does. But at the same token, because it has done so much for so many people, inside of you, you're always thinking, what can I do? What, what must I do to support a country that has done so much for, for me, my family, friends, and millions of people throughout time? And so I keep my energy in check because of community, because of honesty, um, and because of knowledge. I have enough knowledge enough to some extent to know the processes and the phases that we go through. And if I ever feel like I'm really totally slipping, then I'll call 911. And really turn to all of my friends and go, I don't know if I can grab the rope here, you know. And so these are just some of the things that you turn to. But I survived D.C. for 20 years um, because I didn't see its issue. You know, it's just like, whatever, do what you have to do. Here's where I am, and here's where I want to go, and this is what I want to do. And a friend of mine who's a top PR uh, person here, Jan Plain, love her dearly. She's about 80-something. When I first met Jan and I told her, I'm ready to come bring light to this area, she just looked at me, she shook her head, and was like, this child don't know what she's getting into. There is no opening for this. But we had a meeting. Yeah, we had a meeting last week. We had a dinner because I'm celebrating 20 years at the MGM Grand Ballroom uh, on July 2nd. And she said, Sister Jana, I don't know how you did it. This is impossible what you've done here in this region. And I said, Jan, it's not me. It was Baba. It was God's energy. It was just God's energy. Because I don't think I have that courage to do what I've done. Right. Wow. Amazing. You know, and uh, of course, we're running out of time here. But wow. That is just amazing, Sister Jenna. I mean, truly, I mean, it's what a blessing we had we have today having you on our show and sharing this wisdom. And, um, you know, really, the authentic Sister Jenna, that's really her. You need to put authentic in front of that. And, and, <laughs> Sister Jenna there. And um, one last question before we, we, we close it out here is, how do you feel now compared to how you felt before we started the show? Much better. Thank you. All right. See that? Thank you. Uh-huh. Imagine if I could just be on your show every day. <laughs> Listen, we are creating a world of, of authenticity. And I'll tell you what, that we need to surround ourselves. And I truly believe in attracting frequencies of authenticity now these days, more so than ever before. And um, truly being in your energy and your frequency right now has been a blessing. And I tell you, I'm just proud of myself that I was actually able to attract somebody of your frequency. And um, and thank you for, for being here and sharing this time with us. Ditto. Thank you, too. Namaste. Thank you. All right. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, this, uh, today is what is today? Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Oh, wow, we got some good shows coming up Thursday and Friday. Um, and uh, I don't even know what we have going on. Oh, we have uh, yoga tomorrow. Yeah. And Sister Jenner would love that. <laughs> and on Friday we have it's like some astrology. Astrology, yeah. yeah. Astrology, getting to the stars. Oh yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Hey, hang on for a second, Sister Jenner, if you can. All right. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you guys in a little bit.
You have been listening to The Good Intention Show on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Be sure to log on to unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions, one intention at a time. Have a wonderful day, and until next time, live life with intent. The United Intentions Foundation and its associates take no responsibility for the opinions and statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how... If you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. 